Please be seated and listen to God's word. I encourage you to see how the first reading and the gospel, how they contrast, because that's what we're going to be talking about. So see if you can beat me to the punch. What does God say to you? A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go, do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go, tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. And I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be father to him, and he shall be son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. The word of the Lord. name my being 
From the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, 
And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I've had no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? Blessed. Today we celebrate the last Sunday of Advent. And tonight, of course, we celebrate Christmas. We were very crowded last night for Mass because people didn't want to go twice in the same day. Though some of you will. Some will see again tomorrow. But again, we as a parish family have been focusing on Mary since the beginning of Advent. It's only been three weeks. We are robbed of the last final week of Advent this year. And so for three weeks we have been with Mary. And using her as our example and writing down every day what she did and how we are to imitate that in our relationship with God to prepare us to give a gift to Jesus tonight, tomorrow, on his birthday, on the day we celebrate Christmas. So we focused on, we come back to that gospel today where we began, where Mary said yes. Everything began with Mary's yes. And then we focus on going to serve and how we're all called to serve every day and to give thanks to God every day, to say yes to God's will every day, to serve every day, and to give thanks to God. This isn't just something we do for Advent. It should be the way we pray every single day. This just got us started. huh? And so we got to make sure, though, when we bring this gift to God, and this is whether we're here or whether we're not here, we have to all be praying about what does God want for his birthday. huh? And again, this is very important because it shows the way we live our lives, whether we're just going through the motions of being a good person, of being a good follower of Jesus, or we're literally listening to Jesus and asking what he wants. Here, that's the contrast of the first reading in the gospel. Here we got David. Now, David's a saint, right? He was a saint who was a great sinner, murderer, rapist, adulterer, fill in the blank. And yet God says of him, here is a man after my own heart who will do my will. But he didn't start out that way. So that gives us all some hope. But see what happens here. David wants to do something great for God. And he decides what that will be. I'm going to build him a house. Isn't God really going to appreciate what I'm going to do for him? And he goes and he has all these plans. And I think they're good plans, right? He's going to build God a house. They eventually do build the temple, but not David. So, I, you know, David's thinking, this is pretty good. I have a great plan what I'm going to do for God. But it's not what God wanted. Huh? 
Even the prophet said, yeah, go for it. That sounds pretty good. And then God speaks to the prophet and says, "Uh, no, that's not what I want. David isn't going to do that. Okay. But notice, God has a better plan. When we sit there and we put our plan of of all the things we're going to do for God. I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to live a good life. This is my present I'm going to give him. This is what I'm going to do. Nah. It's not right if it's not what God wants. Do you ever tell people, like I always sit there, I have friends that will always get me great gifts. But I tell them, it's easier just to go on Amazon. I have all the things on there, right? Just get one of those. Oh, no, we know what's best. <laughs> get me these real expensive things. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to use that, <laughs> right? But again, there was a great thought. But when we think about what we're going to do for others, we should get into their mindset. What do they want? What is going to be good for them? So that's what we do for Jesus. So here's David. It says, this is what I'm going to do for God. And then we get Mary who says, God, what do you want me to do for you? I'll do anything you want, God. Tell me what you want. And that's why in prayer, and again, as we've talked about before, with the word of God, meditating, and then God appears to her. Now, it's always interesting because when God's asking us to do something, it always will take us out of our comfort zone, right? Sometimes we think, well, what's going to fit into my life? What can I do that won't be too much to ask? That will only take a little bit of my time instead of being afraid because God is asking you to do stuff that scares the heck out of you. Correct? That's what he asked of Mary, and she was afraid. And so the first thing the angel said is, don't be afraid. That you and I, when we do what God wants us to do, we don't have to be afraid. He prepared us from all eternity to do it, just like he prepared Mary to say yes and gave her all the graces necessary to do what he wanted. And her yes brought salvation to herself, to the family, to the world. And so, too, with us, when we come before God and we listen and say, okay, God, what do you want? I exist to please you. I'm not going to give you something that I don't need or something that's not going to hurt me or something that I just think is going to be good. I'm going to do whatever you want this Christmas. And again, when we do that, it might make us a little afraid. It might make us whatever it happens to be. Like for me, I have two things I'm doing for God. One's a private thing that I will give him that gift tonight. And the other one's a thing for the community. Again, I think it's a good way to do it because one is all about me and Jesus, but the other one, he's calling me to build up his body. How do I do that in this community? So again, you'll take this with you today or bring, pick it up tonight. There are all the things. This is my gift to Jesus this Christmas is. Boom, boom. This is for ministry. What is God calling you to do? To help the body build up the body. And then you put it and there's a big, big basket over there that'll hold everybody because we're all going to do this. That what are we going to do? What is the Lord asking us to do? Whatever it is, make sure it's what he wants, not what you think he wants. And it's got to be something not just for Christmas, but for every day. It's what God has done for us in giving us Jesus But then out of love, we respond. Jesus, you have given me so much. 
this is what I want to do for you. Whatever you want. That's what I want. When we do this, we truly become disciples of Jesus. Mary isn't just the mother of God. She's the perfect and the first disciple. It's she who teaches us how to be disciples. Let's imitate her and bring salvation to the world. You got it? You get it? You're going to do it? May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen. Let us stand and let us profess our faith. I believe.